Welcome to the Courage Matters Podcast with inspirational speaker, author, and creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, Michael Anthony. I'm Aaron Thomas, Executive Director of Courage Matters, and in this special podcast series, we're covering 30 days of crushing your goals, removing false limits, and unleashing your potential. It's all about your daily routines and rituals today on day seven of the 30 days of crushing your goals podcast series. We break down why daily rituals are so important. I also ask Mike about his personal routines and how they set him up for success day after day. We provide some motivation and inspiration to those who might not have great routines right now and how they can develop them so they can begin to soar like never before. Let's jump right into episode seven. Hey guys, welcome back to day seven of the 30 days of crushing your goals. My name is Aaron Thomas. Mike, great to be with you. Great to be here, man. Great to be here. Today, I'm super excited because everything that we talked about yesterday, we actually get to put it into action. So yesterday we talked about that mosaic mindset Mm -hmm. and now we get to talk about your daily rituals. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's indefinite that people who are new to goal setting or goal achievement, uh, they always almost come in contact with this idea of daily routines and daily rituals. Right. What What is a ritual? Why is it important in this whole goal achievement process? Right, if you're really serious about time management, life management, and, and it's setting and achieving goals. And again, we always wanna make that distinction. We're not just interested in setting goals, we're interested in achieving goals because uh, that's one of the reasons why many people have given up on goal setting because they haven't achieved them because they don't have a, a good strategy. They don't have a simple but yet significant way of achieving the goals. They give up on them. People say, I tried setting goals, didn't work. Well, that's because you didn't have a system and maybe coaching and encouragement a community to help you achieve those goals. That's one of the things that's so different about what we're doing with the Courageous Life Planning System. It provides all of that. But if you're really serious about crushing your goals, unleashing your potential, becoming the best version of you, eventually, very soon, you're going to hear about routines, you're going to hear about rituals. I don't like the word rituals because um, I come from a a Catholic background. Hmm. And that's not a slam on Catholicism. Please follow me on this. What What I mean by that is rituals. You think about a religious ritual. Stand, sit, kneel, recite. Uh, There's a lot of rituals involved in Catholicism, which can be very meaningful for people. I I really want to help understand that, help you understand that. But there can also be negative connotations about rituals, too, because they can become mindless. And the purpose behind a time management, life goal-setting achievement approach when it comes to a ritual, or what I like to use instead the word routine, is not that it's mindless, but that it's actually mindful. You're actually being intentional about why you're doing it because when you do it, it moves you forward. Toward what? Toward your life legacy. And why is that important? Because your life legacy equals, it is the mosaic that you are creating day after day. So the idea of creating each day daily routines that are mindful toward the objective of unleashing your potential, becoming the best version of you, not dreaming about it, but making it happen. The idea of creating routines that move you forward becomes huge. It becomes, it's a very simple concept, a very significant concept, a very life-changing concept. And once you embrace that, everything 
begins to shift. You, you create forward momentum in your life. Hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. Right. So what do you tell the person that might uh, be new to this whole idea of rituals? What kind of motivation or inspiration that can you give them uh, to start creating these daily habits? You need to look at your, your day where, yes, you have 24 hours within a day. And in the future podcast, we're going to be talking about time chunking hmm. and day chunking. So you want to stay tuned for that. But really what you need to think about is when you're sleeping, you're not conscious, right? Your subconscious mind is going. Eventually, you're going to wake up. What you do in the first waking moments of your day, whether you work first shift, second shift, third shift, whatever, maybe you're an entrepreneur, whatever the case might be, what you do after you wake up, which I refer to as your start of the day routine, uh, not morning routine, because you could be getting up later in the day, but your start of the day routine is huge. What you do in that first 20 minutes, that first 60 minutes, because that's going to set you up for the rest of your day. And then you're going to eventually have an end of the day work wind down. However long you work, you're going to have a wind down. You're going to need a transition time from the mindset you were in to the mindset you need to be in when you return to your spouse, your significant other, your children, your parents, your siblings. When you get reunited, they haven't been doing what you've been doing. Right. You've been in la-la land. You've been hopefully <laughs> focused working when you're at work and playing when you're at play. This is one of the reasons why we don't. This is why we play at work and we work at play because we're not focused on what? Being intentional with our routines, with what we're doing each day, which becomes a tile in the mosaic of your life, like we talked about yesterday in episode six, right? And so what you, what you do each day, you have a morning routine, you have an end of the workday wind down, and then you have an end of the day routine, which actually sets you up for success to one degree or another the next day once you're finished sleeping. So those three things, those three routines are huge in setting you up and you need to, you need to think through them. Right. You need to be intentional. Right. So I, I love and I always enjoy being able to listen to podcasts, read books of successful people, whether it's like an autobiography, uh, to kind of get into their life, to understand right. what, what they do, what time are they waking up? What are they eating for breakfast? Mm -hmm. Like all successful people, I feel like they have routines, right? You hear it all the time. A lot of people all when the they're time. interviewed on podcasts, Hey, uh -huh. Elon Musk, what's your daily routine? How do you wake up? And so these guys like Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, all of these super successful people, you know that it's, it's an important part of their life yes. is their routine. So I want to ask you, um, what is, what is a life in the day of Michael Anthony look like? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're obviously a high achiever coming out with the new courageous life planning system, published mm -hmm. author, um, international keynote speaker. So how, mm -hmm. how do you structure your day and what's your morning routine and I'm most interested in your workday wind down routine because I know how hard you work and being a visionary, I think it can be hard sometimes mm -hmm. to unplug. It, it can be hard, especially when we're so connected with smartphones that uh, often dumb us down, right? Well, first of all, I've got to say that most of the lessons I've learned in life, I've learned through failure. So I cannot hold myself up and say, hey, I'm this perfect, flawless 
person that you should be following, right? And by the way, everybody needs to have mentors in their lives. And if you have just one mentor, what you're going to do is you're going to learn all the strengths from that mentor. And guess what else you're going to learn? You're going to learn all the weaknesses from that mentor. And that's why you should not have just one mentor. Mm. If you want to have a balanced life, if you want to reach your potential, unleash your potential, part of that whole process, it's not just setting goals and achieving goals, but it's also mentoring. And we'll talk about that in the future as well, too, the mentoring process. But for me, um, you, you, want to, you want to know about my end of the workday routine, which I'll talk about in a moment. But what time I get up, I get up at five o'clock in the morning. And now that's starting to seem late. Um, I'm going to bump that up a little bit to 4.30, which seems like, uh, what the heck would you get up at 4.34? <laughs> well, because in my process of reading, in my process of being mentored by the authors of the books that I read, because that's what happens when you read. It's not to spend time with a book, it's to spend time with the person who wrote that book. That's the way you can think fundamentally in a different way. If you, if you understand that to spend time in a book is to spend time with the author of the book, that's a game changer, all right? For me as a Christian, that's how I approach the Bible. When I'm, I'm not just reading the Bible, I'm spending time with the author of the Bible, humanly speaking, the Apostle Paul or James or John, um, but I'm also spending time with the ultimate author who is God himself, right? I believe that the Bible is such a book that people couldn't write if they would and wouldn't write if they could. There's no other book like it. But your mentoring process is really important. So I remember reading that the average millionaire gets up at 4.30 in the morning. The average millionaire reads one book a week. And so why would I think that I'm the exception if I want to be successful in the financial area of my life that, oh, I don't have to, that doesn't apply to me. And there's so many rebels today. You gotta be careful that you're a rebel. You, you gotta be careful that you're not a, a rebel without a cause. Like if you think you're so smart that you're gonna buck the system, <laughs> you better be superhuman because uh, you're gonna go against the odds. Now, I, I need to say something right here because somebody's gonna say, oh, you're just interested in being a millionaire. Well, consider the alternative. The more money you have, the more choices you have, the more generous you can be, the more influence you can have, and you have a lot more say in your financial independence, because that's really the way you need to look at it, than you otherwise realize. And if you go at it with 99% tenacity, that's not enough. You're not tenacious until you're 100% in. That's tenacity. So I get up at five. I uh, first thing I do is I rededicate myself to my God. I rededicate myself to the Lord. He created me. I can at least thank him for giving me another day where I get to create, hmm. right? It's a, that day is a tile. So Lord, help me to create a great tile today so that, that I can put it up into that mosaic and it counts. It moves me forward. I thank him. And then I uh, usually right away go and work out. We've got a workout area in our basement because um, I realized that 20 minutes going to a gym, uh, showering at the gym, and all the extra time there, right. I can just save some time right there. So I'll work out for about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, usually a high intensity workout, um, working on my abs and different body parts, and sometimes doing a pull day where all my exercises are pull. And the next day will maybe be a push day. All the exercises are push. 
So, and then breaking that up because your body has muscle memory and your body starts to, oh, we've been doing this for so long. It doesn't, it, it's not intense anymore. So you have to shock your body. So right. then maybe you'll, you'll do um, body parts. You know, um, today I'm working arms and shoulders. Tomorrow I'm working chest and back, working legs. So I'll do that. And then I'll read something. I'll read something inspirational, motivational, spend time with the author of a book. Spend time certainly with the ultimate author of the ultimate book, God in the Bible. I'll do that. And then I will review my goals for that day, which have arisen. Guess what? My goals from the day have arisen from the goals that I've established for the week. Hmm. And the goals that I established for the week are in keeping with the goals I established for that month. And the goals that I established for that month are in keeping with the goals that I established for that quarter. Uh, three months. And the goals that I established for that quarter are the goals that are, are in keeping with the goals that I've established for that year. And the goals that I've established for that year are in keeping with the goals that I've established for my life, my legacy, the mosaic. Hmm. And what I just described there is the whole premise. It's the whole approach to the courageous life planning system, which I figure, man, if it's good enough for me, it's, it's helping my kids, it's helping my wife, it's helping other people. Why not make that available en masse? Because right. most planning systems don't do that. They, at most, help you plan for the year. But if your year is out of context with your whole life, what good is it? And then the end of the day, the end of the workday wind down, you need to disconnect from your smartphone that you've been texting and, and your emails that you've been doing, all this stuff. and really put that stuff away. And sometimes I'm better at it than others, to be honest with you, where I will take my smartphone and I will leave it in another room. I'll, I'll literally leave it in another room. Sometimes I leave it in my garage. I'll put it on the shelf uh, before I go into the house, leave it right there. Because hmm. I don't want to take that mindset into the family. And sometimes my wife will catch me and she'll say, what did I just say? Hmm. That dreaded question. <laughs> what did, did you hear what I just said? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I did. What did I just say? <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you can get yourselves on friendly terms, you and you and your spouse, you and your significant other, where you're encouraging each other, not, not trying to get each other, then you realize, Hey, we're on the same page here. We're not adversarial. We're on the same page. We both want the same thing. We all want the same thing then you can receive input from that other person. Right. So my end of the, the my, my workday wind down where I, when I'm at work, I'm working, is it involves detaching from the device, no more emails, no more thinking about what I've been doing there. It's one of the best things you can do when you're, if you have a, a commute, um, that's why it's not a great idea to work from home. You might need to work from home for a while, but it's great to not work from home. The time that you spend from your office to home hmm. needs to be something totally different. It, don't, don't be listening to a high performance, how to achieve your goals uh, thing from the time you're at work to the time you're going home, because guess what? Then you're gonna be working when you're at home when you should be relaxing with your family and hmm. enjoying them. Listen to that stuff on your way to work, right? Listen to that stuff about how to crush this, how to crush that, how to achieve this, how to achieve that on your way into that high production environment where you need to be. Uh, listen to something about relationships on your way home. 
right. from work. Listen to uh, being a good listener. Listen to something about being a better listener because communication is two ways. That kind of stuff, right? Listen about listen to something about relaxing and unwinding and detaching. I listen to a lot of times um, Studio C. And by the way, they have not <laughs> given me a plug for this at all. Or JK Studios. Uh, pretty clean comedy. I'll listen to stuff on YouTube. I'm not watching it on YouTube, but listen to it on my way home just for some comic relief. Right. So that I'm then in a, in a different mindset when I'm home. And there's something maybe we'll talk about in a, in a future broadcast too, which I found to be absolutely fascinating. How did I find it out? By watching uh, instructional videos, teaching videos. There's this thing called YouTube. You heard of that? I haven't. Please, and, please tell me what that is. <laughs> and by reading, and by reading um, materials that you can actually change your emotional state this is huge. You can actually change your emotional state by changing your physical posture. And typically mm. we think it's the other way around, that your emotional state dictates your posture. Well, that's true to a certain degree, but did you know that your posture actually influences your emotional state? Hmm. So what do I mean when I say that? We'll have to talk about that in a future podcast. But that's the kind of stuff you learn when you spend time with authors and you watch videos that are credible Right. So that end of the day, end of the day, work day, wind down is really important so that you're playing when you're playing, you're relaxing when you're relaxing, you're working when you're working. Right. So let's jump into your end of the day <clears throat> routine. I know there's such a huge importance behind having the end of your day be good and ha have that correct routine in order so that it, it yeah. carries into your next day, your next tile. A lot of people, they might not have that end of the day they might not care because it's the end of the day. So right. why do I need to focus on anything? Right. End of the day routine. I'm just glad this day's over. Right. I can't wait till this day's over and I'm done. But that's not intentional, right? And remember, if you're not intentional, life is going to uh, be what happens to you while you're just going with the flow. Hmm. And you don't want that to happen because one day you're going to wake up and you're going to say, what just happened? What just happened was your life. And there is no rewind on that. Well, what am I going to do now? You're going to end up like the person we saw uh, at that filming location, 86-year-old right. guy. I said, well, it's too late for me. Well, it depends on what your definition of too late is, right? The end of the day, so you get the morning uh, routine, start of the day routine. You've got the end of the workday wind down, and then you've got the end of the day routine. For me, the end of the day routine is something that uh, is now reinforced in our family because of my 15-year-old. Mm -hmm. Right. I talked about the end of the day routine, taught about it. My 15 year old who is uh, tends to be a literalist, which has tremendous strengths and some weaknesses as well. Right. We will be watching something or playing a game or having a conversation, whatever it might be. And when a, that certain time comes that he has determined he is transitioning. Doesn't matter what we're doing, he'll say. Okay, it's time for me to get ready for bed. And sometimes this causes a little bit of angst. My younger guy <laughs> will look at him and say, oh, you're not fun at all because they're in the middle of having some kind of a fun activity. But my son has learned the value of setting yourself up for one great day after another great day, after another great day, after another great day, after another great day. You string seven great days together and you now have a seven day revolution. 
And then on the eighth day, you recommit yourself to the same thing. That's what a seven-day revolution is. And so you determine, when am I going to be in bed? When do I need to be in bed? Research now seems to suggest that seven to eight hours a day of sleep is good. You start to get more than that, and it's actually not good for you. You get less than that, not good for you. So it doesn't mean that sometimes you need to burn the candle. You got a deadline. Yeah, that's true. And you need to make up for that. You don't want that to be the constant uh, beat, the drumbeat of your life. So you need to determine when are we going to be in bed? And if you're married, if you have a significant other, if you have children, you need to be able to help each other with that. And you're, you're going to get this. You're going to get this. Well, I'm a night person. Well, I'm a morning person. Well, you're whatever you are because you made decisions. Even if you haven't been uh, intentional about the consequences of those decisions, mm-hmm. you still made those decisions. That's why. I used to be a night person until I realized I'd rather be a morning person. Now, there's nothing like getting up at 4.30 in the morning, yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning, and it's dark out. And you realize, man, while everybody's still sleeping, I'm getting a head start on stuff and I'm, I'm almost packing a whole nother day's worth of stuff mm. before my, my other day starts, right? So you needed to have a, a, a determination. Here's one, I go to bed and, and, and come hell or high water, I'm gonna be in bed at this time. Right. And please help me do that. And please don't, don't set me up for failure because of your lack of preparation, because of your lack of intentionality. And that could mess me up. Right. And, and couples do this all the time. Families do this all the time. You let your kids be the leader of the family instead of you being the leader of the family. And you're setting each other up for failure and, and, and it becomes this vicious cycle. Man, don't you want your spouse to succeed? Don't you want your children to succeed? Don't you want your parents to succeed? Don't you want your family to succeed? Hmm. If your spouse succeeds, you succeed. Right, your team. Right, you've heard this before, a happy wife, happy life. Right. I don't know what, what it is for a husband. Somebody needs to come up with that thing as well. <laughs> but you need to help each other. So when are you going to go to bed? What are you going to do before you go to bed? Of course, you're going to brush your teeth. You're going to you know, have whatever kind of hygiene things you need to take care of and stuff. But then also, what are you going to read before you go to bed? What are you going to review before you go to bed? One of the most powerful things you can do before you go to bed, this is, this is what we encourage you to do with the um, Daily Success Journal, the Courageous Life Daily Success Journal. Review your goals for that day at the end of the day. Review your goals for the next morning at the end of the day. Last thing, I'll read the Bible. I bookend my day. You start with the book, you end with the book. Read the Bible, review your goals for the next day, turn the light off. Don't text, don't uh, check the news, nothing like that. Whatever you read, whatever you review, listen to this, this is the most powerful thing probably that you can walk away with right here. Whatever you read, whatever you review, whatever your mind is focused on, when you turn out that light, your mind will continue to focus on. It will take what you just focused on in your conscious mind. It will then seep into your subconscious mind and it will marinate on it. It's like a juicy, tasty meatball. My grandmother used to make these unbelievable meatballs. Nobody knows the recipe. She took it with her to the grave. Your subconscious mind will marinate on whatever that thing is that you focused on last. And that's Mm -hmm. why people wonder, why do I wake up so stressed? Why do I wake up so distracted? Why do I wake up so unrested? Well, let's look at what you've been doing over the past seven days. What's the last thing that you're putting into your mind before you go to bed? Mm -hmm. Might be affecting your subconscious. 
So give your subconscious mind, which doesn't know any better, give it some great food to digest. And that's one of the secrets that I have come up with. That's why I've been able to memorize parts of the Bible, understand um, what's located in different parts of the Bible. That's how I develop uh, my keynote messages. I'll focus on what I want to say, generally speaking. And I have been amazed repeatedly. It's happened now for, for decades, decades. When I wake up in the morning, the keynote message is right there. Mm. It's, it's amazing. So what you do at the end of the day, your end of the day routine is what sets you up. It's that first domino in the whole domino of your, all the dominoes of your next day. So I hope that you are really thinking seriously now about, well, I never really thought of that much about my end of the day routine the way I should. Right. Um, listen, if you're going to get serious about your own success, nobody's going to be more serious about your own success than you. It's just a matter of how serious you are. If you're going to get uh, to work on yourself and work harder on yourself than you do with anything else in life, then you've got to really say, oh my goodness, my time is my life. My life is my time. One day I'm not going to have any more. I can't replace it. What I do at the end of the day, now this is work. It's, it's serious, right. but guess what it does? It frees you up. The more intentional you are with your end of the day routine, with your daily routines, the more you can, you can actually make a habit out of succeeding you can actually string together day after day after day, tile after tile after tile, and you're creating this unbelievable masterpiece of a mosaic, which is called your life, your life. Hmm. So that's not uh, being legalistic. That's taking seriously the only life you're ever going to have. Right. And, and I don't know about you, but that motivates me. That inspires me. If that's going to set me up to be happier and freer, to be a better listener, to be more present when I should be present, why would I not want to do that? Right. And it, it's, a, it's a lot easier than people make it out to be. I know when you're, when you're establishing a routine or daily habits, it could just seem daunting and yeah. how am I ever going to wake up at 4.30 right. in the morning? But once you do it, you'll be amazed by how much energy mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. I know um, back mm -hmm. when, I, when I was waking up, when, I, when the thought of waking up at 5 in the morning was hard, then I began to do it and then started working out first thing in the morning. You're so energized through that day. You would think- Is that, is that what you do? You're up yeah. at five and then you work out? Right, so you would think that waking up at five and then doing a high intensity workout, you're gonna be so tired through the day, but it's the complete opposite. It's the exact opposite. You're so energized, you're so productive. You yep. go in, like when, when we get here at the office, I already had a solid hour that I was already awake, right. achieving stuff, and I'm just ready to keep going. And, and you know, there's a physiology behind that. When you work out, it releases your body's natural endorphins, hmm. which is, that, that's, that's like, it's, it's a drug that makes you happy. Hmm. It actually does. And it also releases your creativity. So there's a great mind hack for you, the mind-body connection. When you work out and you get a good, intense workout down. And by the way, when I was recovering from cancer, I could not do more than 15 seconds on a treadmill. Wow. 15, or excuse me, an elliptical. I could not do more than 15 seconds. It took me three months to work up to one minute on mm. an elliptical, three months. So what, whatever you need to do to break a habit, to change, to get you going where you need to, to go, man, it's worth it. So when you work out, you, I don't know if you realize this or not, when you work out, you're, you are releasing 
endorphins in your mind, which makes you happy. It affects your emotional state. What does it do? It sets your tone for the whole rest of the day. Hmm. It also releases your creativity. You become more creative. Right. So if you want to be creative, get your body going. You want to be happier, get your body going, get moving. So maybe you've been getting up late, maybe at five o'clock in the morning, maybe you're nuts. Listen, get up 15 minutes earlier. Start in increments. Get up. What would you do with an extra 15 minutes of your life? What would you do? Hmm. Go to bed 15 minutes earlier so you can get up 15 minutes earlier. And don't use the snooze button. Don't use snooze. Because, and I'll leave you with this thought here. Because when you use the snooze button, here's what happens. When you wake up, and especially when you wake up and you're ready to wake up, like when you start getting into these routines and you wake up before your alarm clock, what's happened is your body has just exited the deep sleep cycle, REM. You just exited that. So that's what your body does. You go through these cycles as you sleep. Right. Did you know that? So you deep sleep and then not so deep sleep and in and out. And the, you feel rested in proportion to your deep sleep, uninterrupted sleep. When you wake up before that alarm clock goes off or as that alarm clock's going off, you're most awake. When you hit the snooze button, what happens is you're telling your body, okay, now, I'm, now I can go back into deep sleep. Mm -hmm. So you begin to go back into deep sleep. And then what happens is you get interrupted in the middle of a sleep cycle because of the snooze button that you set. Right. And that's why when you wake up in between, when you wake up while you're in the middle of a cycle, you end up setting yourself up. You throw your whole body off. And that's how you can end up going into your whole day feeling fatigued, where if you hadn't hit the snooze button, in other words, what you think is going to help you is actually hurting you. If you hadn't hit the sleep button, you would have been out of a cycle. You would have been in between cycles and you would have been ready to go. Hmm. So there you go. Do not use the snooze button. That's, I love it. I, I, how did I learn that? By reading and watching and listening, by spending time with people who create great content. Why? Because I want to make something of my life. Right. And so do you. That's why you're watching. That's why you're listening, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt that, I mean, rituals, routines, whatever you want to call them, habits, I mean, they, they play such a huge, important part. So tomorrow we're going to actually talk about what does it mean to string all those together in a seven day revolution mm. and how having these daily productive habits over the course, you commit for seven days right. and the eighth day you recommit to another seven days. Yeah. So I'm super excited for tomorrow uh, when yeah. we get to dig into actually creating your own seven-day routine. It's one of the most practical, simple, and significant things that you can do. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. I love it. So stick back with us tomorrow, episode eight, day eight of the 30 Days of Crushing Your Goals. We're talking about the seven-day revolution. We hope you enjoyed today's Courage Matters podcast, along with other podcasts in this series, 30 Days of Achieving Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. Why not share this podcast and this series with a friend who could use a lift? And if you're looking to take your life to the next level, you'll love the new Courageous Life Planning System. It'll walk you through a proven process to help you set and achieve great goals, live with no limits, and unleash your greatest potential. No other goal achievement system gives you so much to positively revolutionize your life. It'll help you set and achieve lifetime and long-term goals so that your dreams become a reality one day at a time. 
to get your Courageous Life planning system, download the free Courage Matters app or visit CourageousLifeSystem.com. That's CourageousLifeSystem.com. It's your time to soar.